Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. I'm Steve. <laughs> and I'm Nick. And you are joining us for a very special 4th of July episode. Absolutely. And I'm on location. Usually me and Steve are in the same room together, uh, but I am in Pennsylvania today, so we're kind of doing a little bit of remoteness. And if you don't know what the 4th of July is and you're not American, well, why are you listening to this podcast? I'm just kidding. I know we have uh, listeners from other countries, <clears throat> and it's okay. If you're from another country, you just need to understand that America is the best. <laughs> Honestly, I think everybody knows what 4th of July is. I think most people around the world know that uh, the United States celebrates the 4th of July. Um, you know? Yeah. I mean, granted, like, we... For the most part, a lot of artistic folk, at least based on the, the video you did on our Facebook page, a lot of folks on the spectrum <clears throat> not big fans of holidays and getting together with people. Uh, no, yeah. or loud noises and things exploding. Yeah, that true statement as well. A little <clears throat> sensory overload there. You find us under the bed with the dog. <laughs> it's because we're comforting the dog. That's it. That's yeah. it. Comforting the dog. Um. But yeah, like we've actually got a lot of good response from some of the videos that you made, uh, especially that one about holidays. A lot of people on the spectrum have a tendency to agree that family gatherings or going to like in-laws places and stuff uh, is is kind of a thing that bothers them or rather they just don't want to do. I think it's um, a forced social interaction. It's yeah. like um, there's a certain expectation that you're going to have to talk to people and you right. know, if you have relatives, they're going to be like, so how's your job and what's going on with that? And it's like, I don't want to talk about this. But Well, I mean, I think that's a lot of what that not wanting to be in those environments is kind of about, too, is not just because, you know, sensory and dealing with people and being social. But I think it's because they're going to ask questions like, have you found a job yet? Or that's not you know, just an like autistic that. thing, though, too. I think people and no. a lot of people in general just don't feel like dealing with their family and social right. situations but it's just uh as somebody pointed out the other day actually uh this is something i was just reading about yesterday uh -huh. on reddit uh there's a reddit page called our autism which i think we've talked yes. about before in our reddit episode um but our, our autism somebody posted this long thread complaining about how people are constantly talking about things being mm -hmm. autistic that have nothing to do with autism or people saying well i do this this and that yeah. Does that make me autistic? And it's something stupid about like, oh, I like to mix turkey and ham on my sandwich. Does that make me autistic? And mm -hmm. it's like, what? What does that have to do with autism? But they were uh, they were pointing out that mm -hmm. a lot of the things that people talk about being autistic, and you've mentioned this before too, is just there are things that apply to everybody, just apply to human beings in right. general. It's just that a lot of the things, in order for it to be quote unquote autistic, it has to be it. It, it they affect us differently. So a lot of things that happen to normal people are just magnified a bit based on sensory issues or right. other things. Um, D different the social, of severity. Right. So a lot of people might not like going to parties or being put in right. certain social situations, but it's just magnified when you're autistic. That's all. Yeah. Um, I actually read somebody was talking about uh, being an introvert, and they were saying that most people on the spectrum are introverted. And then somebody else started to argue with that. And I'm kind of... Uh, I'm with the person who's arguing with that um, because the person who said 
most people on the spectrum are introverted. They said because they're introverted, so they can only imagine that others. <clears throat> and I think that sentiment in our community is out there a lot. I think there's a whole lot of people who, honest to God, say, well, I'm autistic and I do it this way. So there's got to be more people who are autistic who do things that way. And I don't doubt that that's a thing, but I do doubt like that it's just autistic people doing it that way. Because if you think about it, like I know a lot of people don't like to talk about how there is a set of criteria or there's a set of things that make us autistic. Like, and it's the level of severity because we're all human to begin with. And like, so we all as humans, whether it's NT or ND, we have tendency to do a lot of the same things, but it's the level of severity and how much it disrupts our life. And yeah. I know some people call that ableism right there because uh, we shouldn't compare ourselves to NTs. Well, I get it, but we also live in their fucking world. So if we can't function the way their world says, you know what I mean? Well, a lot of people. So what you said as yeah, far as I think as, I just rambled on for a second there. Well, I mean, what you said also applies to uh, non-autistic people as well. I mean, mm-hmm. not being able to look outside of your own experience. Yes. It's I mean, very that's, humanistic that's not, thing a, that's not an autistic thing. That's a human thing is people yep. have a hard time understanding, which is why I'm a big fan of, uh, you know, if somebody is really ignorant about something, I'm a big fan of just trying to expose them to other things. If you're ignorant about food, expose you to other types of food, expose you to other cool. types of culture, expose you to other things. Um, so when it comes to like, uh, a bigotry that might not work with everybody, but it's hard to, it's hard to hate people. If you make a bunch of friends or if you learn more about a group of people, you know? Well, I, I think that's probably something that in our community, especially like level one autism, I think a lot of us who sit in that area of autism, I think that's one of the things that kind of, unfortunately we miss out on or that we miss altogether for behavior is because we also say to ourselves and we hold ourselves to this standard of like, we're such good researchers. Well, no, I don't think we're any better or worse than anybody else. I think, yes, we do more of it, but I don't think we're any better at it because we still have tendency to look up things that validate what we already feel, what we already think. And we also look at, you know, uh, what is it? Confirmation. We're, we're already confirmation bias. Yeah, we're already doing that. And I think because we're human, we do that. But being autistic, we fixate on the topic, look into it a lot. But we're not necessarily looking to challenge our belief. We're looking to confirm our belief. I mean, confirmation bias is a problem with any type of research at all that's ever done. Or even uh, when people are when scientists are are doing studies. I mean, that's that's part of the reason why the scientific method exists is to try to avoid things like that. But people still will. Yeah, you know, it, depending on how you put together your methodology and what you're doing, people will right. find a way. Even if it's a lot of it is is subconscious. It's not a conscious thing. Conscious thing that people do. They do it just because you want so badly to confirm what you already believe that you'll right. subtly set it up in a way to set yourself up for success or to find what mm-hmm. you're looking for. I mean, I always have tendency to try to challenge what I believe, especially when it comes to behavior stuff, right? When I look up behavior stuff, like if me and you have a conversation and I, you know, you say something that kind of sparks my interest of like something you read behaviorally, when I go to look up stuff, I actually purposely try to find stuff that 
challenges or disproves what I already think about it. So like when me and you talk and I'm and I take a very firm stance in, on one side of something, I actually purposely go out to find something that says I'm wrong more so than I'm right. And one of the reasons why I do that is because for one, I know full well I could be wrong. So I'm actually attempting to go the opposite direction, which also has its own faults in it. Because if I'm only looking for stuff that confirms I'm wrong, I'm also being swayed and influenced by that information I'm finding too. Um, and I kind of wanted to bring this up when it comes to confirmation bias, because I think this goes with it. When we go to research stuff, and this is the way it seems like to me, I'm not saying this is absolutism or definitive, but it seems like a lot of the times from like reading stuff, people post on Facebook and Instagram and, and some of the TikTok videos that I now have to watch because of this, I notice a lot of the times that folks have tendency to add stuff, talk about stuff and, and kind of throw stuff out there about autism and about the autistic community. And they say things with such certainty that everybody in the community <laughs> believes in something, one thing or another. Uh, That's YouTube it, or TikTok in general. <laughs> right. No, it absolutely anybody, is. Anybody on any of those uh, short platforms will, uh, you know, pose information that way. That's how they present as if right. this is the, the only truth. This is the truth right. and this is the only mm. truth. Um, but I even find it on Facebook. Like people will write up these long descriptions before an article of something or or they'll slap some stuff up there. Like I saw a post today and I'm not going to say who put it out there because I actually don't dislike this person at all. Uh, but they put out a post and they said um, right at the beginning, I don't want anybody to argue with me. I don't want anybody to comment on this. And they kind of, I guess, stopped people from being able to do so. But what they, excuse me, what they said in it was, that if you are X way about autism or about neurodivergent, you're wrong and I'm okay with you not following me. And it was just that sentiment sounded very biased and prejudiced and, and very almost bigoted to a, an idea, right? A different direction or a different thought process. And it kind of like made me think about like we're in a community that is openly talking about inclusion that is openly talking about accept people for the individual that they are. And on the flip side of that, we're saying that if you don't agree with what I believe, fuck off. And I'm like, really? Because we of all people being autistic and, and, and being neurodivergent, we should be far more embracing different thought processes, different <laughs> ideas than others. Uh, honestly, I, th that. I think we should, but we don't. <clears throat> Almost the opposite of it. It's kind of like the argument of the symbols, because I saw this post today, too. And I'm sorry I'm, like, rather <laughs> about my speech today. but <clears throat> So I saw this today. The question was posed by somebody on Facebook uh, that we we should find a symbol that represents all of us, whether it be. I think we should um, take the Prince symbol now that he's dead. We'll just take that one. I agree. I actually, I would agree with that completely. Uh, either the gold infinity symbol, the rainbow infinity symbol, which the fuck. And then somebody argued against the puzzle piece. And I understand why some people dislike the puzzle piece in general, because they automatically associate it with that we're missing something, <coughs> which I never looked at the puzzle piece <clears throat> to mean that we're missing something. I looked at the puzzle piece to mean something a little different. 
Um, and I always thought it kind of made sense for us. Uh, and I don't know. Some people also think, don't like uh, talking about our We should make a cross. What? What the heck was that? What'd you say? What's up? Oh, I just, I think my work phone is on because I, I heard a noise. Wow. Um, oh, all right. I think we should change the symbol to, uh, on one hand, we'll make an X. So one is a syringe that has the MMR vaccine. <laughs> and then the cross will be a giant flake of lead paint. It's like a lead paint. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that will be, and maybe we'll put a soybean behind it. <laughs> yeah. because apparently soy causes autism too <clears throat> oh so man. soybean lead yeah. paint and mmr and that, syringe mmr vaccine I mean, syringe i i will say something like if if you're a person on the spectrum and you want there to be a cure why can't you have that opinion i mean i don't want that i i i very much embrace the fact that I do have deficits that have something to do with autism, but as a human being, I have some deficits compared to other people and vice versa. Right. But like I saw somebody shit on somebody who identified as being autistic. And they said that if there was a cure or some level of medication treatment that could help them socialize better or overcome some of the other things they find to be deficits of autism, they would take it. And all of these people started shitting on them saying, we don't need a cure. We don't need a cure. But they didn't. The person who said that they would want that didn't say autism should be cured. They said if there was a way to cure theirs, they would take it. And I think to jump on people and say, fuck you, we don't need a cure, just because they want alleviation from it. That's how we come to an understanding of one another, is we allow people to talk about some shit. Also, you, you can disagree with something. <clears throat> you don't right. have to agree with it, To In other words, in, in order to be able to, to have the discussion, right? So well, it's not like that'll the, hurt our community. It's not oh. like the the idea is that unreasonable. Yeah. Like <clears throat> even if it maybe maybe it's it's triggering or it hurts your feelings, but like what she's saying, there's a logical reason for her her yes. viewpoint. You don't have to agree with it. Right. But <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm like a little flummy today. Uh, but yeah, it's not like she's just pulling it out of her ass. She has a reason right. why she thinks that way. Do I necessarily agree with it? I don't know. But I mean, she doesn't want other people to have to go through some of the stuff she went through. And That's she right. she had a tougher Absolutely. time than a lot of people like us. You know, yep, she grew up nonverbal and she had a lot more issues than we had growing up uh, right. in regards I to I mean, her she autism. came from a time period where not a lot of people were diagnosed as well as not <clears throat> a lot of women were diagnosed. Right. You know what I mean? And she became a forefront person of it. She's fucking Dr. Doolittle. Yes. Come on. She talks to animals. She t she speaks what? to animals better than she speaks to people. That's all right. I know a lot of people who actually speak to animals better than they speak to people. Uh, and most of them are, them are vets. So, But I, I actually like if somebody says all autism should be cured and they're not part of the community and they have not dealt with the struggles of being autistic, I don't like what they're saying because i don't think their intentions are good in any way shape or form but if an autistic person says if you could give me a pill to make me more social i'd take it they're not saying yeah. everybody on the spectrum should same thing with like the representation of like puzzle pieces or whether you identify as i'm autistic or i have autism 
I don't give a shit which way you identify. Like, I don't care if you even identify or not. That's your choice to make. Have an opinion. Like, I mean, granted, we have a different perspective, obviously, because we are white and male and autistic and tons of people would say that we're the most represented, even though I'll tell you, it, no, I'm not. Because visually, according to you people, I probably am. But well, I'm also I can't bipolar, wait for Baldur's Gate 3 to come out. Anywhere. What? I, can't, I can't wait for the new Baldur's Gate to come out so I can get past level one. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um that's fucking hilarious um no like um and i and i do agree with that like we do need to have more representation when it comes to man i am flying all over the place today aren't i steve it's okay do your thing homie wow i just realized i'm flying all over the fucking place holy shit all right let me let me go back to the let me go back to the talking about things and identifying. Uh, I was about to stray off in another fucking direction again. I identify as a tuna steak. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And I respect you for that. I respect your identity, tuna steak. Um, But when it, like, our community is so segmented, uh, segregated and fragmented among people who want to keep Asperger syndrome as a name that take pride in being Aspie or the people who say I have autism opposed to I am or the people who are vice versa of that. Um, I think the only, and some people want to talk about like the harm all of that causes and honest to God, I think people forgot what harm really is because everything somebody dislikes seems to be harming the community. I think what harms people is having to deal with the world around them and having to deal with people who don't understand autism and not fighting over semantics and fighting over words and fighting over, I don't know, the etymology of the words that we're using and right. that type of stuff. I think the the everyday things that we have to deal with living in the world as autistic people, right. uh, the the gentleman we had on Shay who works for Mentra. I mean, those those yep. those people are tr- actually trying to make a difference and make the world easier and a better place for us to live in. Make, I mean, yeah, uh, workplace dealing dealing with the workplace is is a huge obstacle for people like right. us. Um, those are the things that we actually struggle with, and I you know fighting over terminology and. The way we phrase things, even though most of the things we're we're fighting over, we're we're, we're fighting over shared experiences and things that were that are similar, and we we right. agree with each other on most things. But then we're fighting over <clears throat> the words we use. Right. In, in, um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm just saying it seems like the the days. focus is on the the wrong thing. It's kind of like I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were complaining about um, immigration. Uh huh. And so they're like, oh, well, you know, people come to this country and they they want to take advantage of everything that's here and blah, 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 blah. And there's too many people coming. I'm like, OK, well, you were complaining about the government and complaining about uh, politicians and way the money's wasted and how, you know, rich people get all these tax breaks and stuff like that. It seems to me like you're directing your anger in the wrong direction. Right. Why are you mad at immigrants who are trying to come here just trying to, to make a better life for themselves? Shouldn't you be, if you're really mad about all the freebies that they get, supposedly, shouldn't you be mad at the politicians who are giving them those freebies and not the people themselves? 
Right. Yeah. Uh, be mad at the program, not the people using the resource sitting in front of them. Because if the situation was reversed, you would do the same thing. Uh, also, like you're mad at the person who's getting barely any money, who's poor and just scraping by versus the people who are taking advantage of their political power, taking advantage of the, all the money that we give them. Right. Um, I, I, I can actually equate that to the way we're the autism community in that way, uh, a great deal because people want to say that like using the puzzle piece is harmful, but yet the most recognizable symbol for the autism community is the puzzle piece. More people know that than they know the damn infinity symbol. Like in our community, we talk about and show images of the, uh, uh, infinity symbol, but most other people have heard of Autism Speaks. And if you believe that, whether you believe that they're a good organization or a bad organization, that's more of what people have heard of. And I'm not saying we adopt the puzzle piece just because it's the most recognizable, but I am saying that every time somebody goes, ooh, no, fuck them, fuck that, uh, puzzle piece is harming us. I think that's kind of the same thing as blaming you know, somebody who's poor who's trying to take advantage of a, a uh, the wow lost that word altogether take advantage of social using, programs yeah using the social programs <clears throat> opposed to the program itself or the people who put that program in place right i'm like, not saying anything one way or the other as far as social programs as i was just trying right. to point out i'm not taking a political stance here i'm just was no, trying, no, no, no. I was trying to point out to the person that <clears throat> you're directing your anger in the wrong direction right and that's and, what I and, feel like if people who are complaining or fighting with other autistic people there. Right. Like you could put your all, all of the emotion and the the a passion that you have, you could direct it towards something more productive or direct it in a way that would actually yeah. try to make things better for us. I agree completely. Um, far too many people want to try to control and i've seen gatekeeping as a term for it try to control the language and try to control the output of what is being seen but they're also not looking at the way they're demeaning diminishing and hiding some parts of autism and some people who are autistic opposed to embracing the difference and yet they also love to put up and there's one person in particular who does this who says, if you believe in autism this way, whether you're autistic or not, uh, stop, you're harming, harming the community. And then they put up posts. Uh, oh, man, I just had it and I just lost it. Holy crap. Um, oh, then they put up posts about how everybody on the spectrum is different. And so you have to treat them as individuals. But they're not doing that. And granted, that's very human. You see a lot of those critical, but ultimatums. You see a lot of those ultimatums yeah. with uh, people who have different political beliefs. It's yeah. like, oh, uh, I'm a I'm a Republican or I'm a Democrat, and if you believe yeah. any of this stuff, then stop being my friend. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> or if you yeah. if you voted for Trump once, I never want to talk to you again in my life. Or if you uh, mm -hmm. Or pro, if you are uh, believe in abortion, that I never want to, all this stuff. People do these ultimatums, uh, LGBTQ issues too. They draw a line and they say, if oh. you if you don't agree with me on this, then I yeah. don't even want to talk to you. Yeah, uh, I saw uh, a couple weeks ago. I saw a meme that said, "If you're not for trans rights, you're not for autistic rights." 
and I get there's a lot of people in both communities that, you know, there's a lot of overlap between those two communities of people who are members of both. But there's also probably got to be somebody in the trans community who thinks we're just like, you know, mentally deficient and then vice versa. There's probably some autistic people who are like, we're no icky. Also, what do you mean by trans rights and what do you mean by autistic rights? Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, I mean, they're they're specifically talking, you know, like they're making a general statement because it is, you know, uh, Pride Month and all that. Well, it was Pride Month. Now we're in the second day of July. But um, like. Even in autism month there, what was it, May? No, April. Uh, even in that month, you know, people would put stuff up very similar to that. And like, I don't agree that we should support each other because there is so much overlap. But at the same time, saying you're part of this community and because you don't agree with everything uh, for both communities, bruh, screw you. But again, we're still human at the end of the day, which means we're still going to be we're still going to be racist and prejudiced and biased and all of those ists uh, kind of things regularly because we're still human. I think um, the types of people who would complain about the things that you are talking about yeah. probably would also get angry every time I make an MMR joke. So, yeah, yeah they are probably more than likely. I'm not going to stop making them, though. No, as you shouldn't. As you shouldn't. I'm mocking um, the vaccine thing. So, I mean, if you're offended by it, then you don't understand the joke. That's a true statement. And if you don't understand sarcasm, well, you or, or you actually think that it causes autism and then you're mad that I'm making a joke about it. Right. Yeah. There's, there's that too. Um, I like, honest to God, like somebody, I was talking to one of my coworkers who, who is not on the spectrum and um, they could they, be. They what I said they could be just give them some. Tofu. Well, I mean, they could be. You're right. They could very well be. They don't know quite yet. They need some I tofu. They are. I don't diagnose people. Tofu, Pepto-Bismol. Maybe yep. a few antacids, I think we'll, we'll take yeah, care give of them it. a couple vaccines. Why not? Um, anyway, so I was talking to them and they were talking about representation for their community, for what the community they're a part of. And. They they talked to they asked me because they 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 enjoy the show Good Doctor and they you know shelled in on Big Bang Theory. They brought up some of those and they were like, Well, are those good representations of people on the spectrum? And I said, Yes and no. I mean, they don't represent the vast majority of people on the spectrum, but there are people on the spectrum who behave like that, who are like that. Not necessarily all of us, not even all of the white males on the spectrum act like them, but they do represent somebody. And that actually got me to think about something is nobody thinks that there's any good representation for autism at all. And it really got me to think about like that idea of difference. And I would rather have, and I think I've said this before, maybe on the podcast, maybe just to you, but I would rather have a not great representation of autism than have no representation. Um, oh, and then also, because uh, I've been rewatching Glee lately, there's actually an autistic character on Glee. I didn't even, I, like, I didn't remember that, but there's an autistic female, <clears throat> white female on Glee. She actually identifies as being autistic. Granted, they use the jokey version of it, which is she says something offensive or rude, and she goes, oh, it's okay, I'm autistic, or something to that effect. 
Um, sorry. I went from talking about representation in a real way and then I deal with saying at least she can say that. Glee. A lot of times I just thought I was an asshole because I didn't know I was autistic. So I would say something so that piss everyone off. And I'm like, what? What did I say? Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> like, still dealing with the side effects of constantly being called an asshole and rude, opposed to just understanding that by the way, it I, is also possible to be an asshole and to be I, I would say something that would piss but, everybody off and then yeah. uh They'd be like, what? Well, if we shouldn't have to explain what you did. You need to understand. Uh, oh, fuck that. I okay. hate that so much. Like, I hate that. You know, if I knew why I was being rude, I probably wouldn't have been rude. But why don't you explain it to me so I don't do it again? No, I, should, I don't want to have to explain it to you because then that somehow diminishes my being upset with you or something. Right. Somehow. Although I will say this, like I've pushed people further and been like, no, no, no. If you find it rude, you're going to tell me how it's rude. You got to tell me why it's rude. And they were like, well, because I'm offended. And I was like, that doesn't make it rude. That doesn't make it some social contract breach just because you're upset by it. That means you're upset by it and you're trying to justify the way. you. Well, I mean, I will say telling me I was wrong. A lot of times I was being insensitive. I just didn't realize I was being insensitive, like making a comment that I mean, doesn't mean that I was being untruthful. But right. you have to um, – I think as autistic people, we have a tendency to to be too honest sometimes. We are. Uh, some people don't want to always Most hear the, the truth or yeah. don't want to deal with the truth. So if you – you know, it's it's kind of like if somebody asks if they look fat and you say, yes, you look obese. Right. <laughs> well, Is that, that's not a nice thing to say. But, well, but here's the untrue side of it. If they didn't want to hear the truth, they shouldn't have asked. Because yeah, but they don't expect – People to actually say that. I'm still going to default to that's partially on them. There's a part of them that's responsible for that reaction too. Not just because their insecurities cropped up and they were upset by it after the fact, but also they're the ones who asked the question. If they didn't want any of the possible answers to be said out loud, then they should not have asked the question. I think, uh, I don't know if this is, if this is true or not, but it's just, at, you know, as I'm thinking about it, it could yeah. be a a trauma response for me that a lot of times when people ask me questions that I don't want to give them the answer to, I just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then right. I'm like, why aren't you answering me? Why don't you want to say anything? Because I don't want to tell you the truth. <laughs> so a lot of times when people ask me for something, I just won't say anything because I don't want to lie. I don't want to be dishonest, but I also don't want to tell them the truth because I know in the past what's happened when I'm right. direct and honest with people and then they get upset or they get pissed at me. So I'd rather just not say anything. Um. I used to have that response too. And then I started thinking to myself and kind of telling myself that, yes, this is what happened to me in the past, but not with this person. This person is new to me. I'm going to give them benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try to talk to them. I'm going to give them my honest opinion. And if it works out the exact same way it always has, fine, so be it. That's just one more people on that list of people that I've pissed off in life. I'm a little bit more accepting and willing to accept making a mistake that way or pissing somebody off. I've always been more willing to accept that. Actually, I'm not sure why I'm more willing to accept pissing people off. Uh, Sorry. I hadn't, I made a note because I had an idea for something actually for, for Natalie. Oh, Um, based on our conversation, she asked me about writing something for her. And I actually had an idea because the, the theme that she wants to write about uh, or wants me to write about has to do with, with love or what she uh-huh. told me was twisted love, twisted love. Okay. And 
um, I was trying to brainstorm ideas, but one of the things that just occurred to me was, why don't I mm-hmm. write something based on what I know and based on some of my own experiences I can talk about? I can write a script that includes the introspective, the first person account of the autistic person in different relationships and put that into so, a script. So, sorry. I just, a script for what? Uh, fundraiser. Huh? Anyway, it's okay. It's fine. Okay, so for those who are, uh, might eventually listen to this episode, he mentioned Natalie. Natalie is actually my partner. I've uh, been with her for a while, and she reached out to you to write a script for... Well, she didn't... It's, that's not how it happened, but she, when, she, when she was here for rehearsal, we talked about it. Uh, okay, so the other night. Right, and she... Um, which, she, by the way, just in case anybody heard me say that, and you're like, oh, he sounds jealous. I'm not actually. She, I just thought uh, it was interesting. <clears throat> she, she was throwing out some ideas because she had to scrap some of the ideas she had before. And one of the ideas she came up with was uh, if I could write a couple shorts. Um, and I was like, sure. Yeah, I got you. So, and I, I, I think that would be a really good idea to try to take our experiences or some of the things that happened yeah. to us, or at least to me, and then verbalize it in a way through a script that other people might be able to understand. Right. And I agree. And I'm not upset with her or even like slightly tweaked or like, Oh, how come she didn't ask me? Cause you're the better writer out of the two of us. So I very much agree. Um, you're far better at talking. I'm sorry, far better at writing and I'm far better at talking or at least let me rephrase that. I'm quicker to talk than you, which could be a good and a bad thing at the same time. Uh, so anyway, um, getting back to where we were, um, I make oh, a lot of yep. stupid connections. What? <laughs> I was saying <clears throat> I make a lot of weird connections or quick connections. Yeah. So that's why I make a lot of stupid jokes. Cause I'll just connect a and B I'm like, Oh, that's funny. Let's remind folks too, that we also perform improv together in a comedy group. And so associating things is kind of one of those skills that we've developed and got real good at. I mean, I've always made weird associations. So that was one of the easier parts of improv to me. Uh, When we started doing it, um, the association part is the easy part. It's the the rest of it. That's more difficult. Like doing the quick, doing the quick jokes is the easy thing. Like what does X make me think of? Right. Yeah, I was always quick at that. It's the energy, the emoting, um, that kind of like working off the listening. Other people. <laughs> yes, anding. I mean, that's why I'm the host, okay? Because I don't have to listen to nobody. I just gotta talk. <laughs> yeah, instead of just making a bunch of stupid jokes and actually listening to what other people are saying in the scene. Exactly. All I've got to do is just make you guys look better by being a shitty, <laughs> by saying dumb shit first. So, um, apparently stem cells cure autism. Oh my God. He did not just lean into that. Oh my God. Okay. Please, please clarify for anybody who just listened to you. Oh, um, somebody had told me the other day that stem cells can help or cure autism, but if you look into it, there's no evidence to suggest that at all. I'm not saying it doesn't no. or it can't. I'm just saying that there's no evidence that 
that states that there's no scientific research, nothing. Um, <clears throat> but there's anecdotal stories. So uh, there's, I just there's also anecdotal stories that there's a behavior program out there that can cure autism too. And there's like this husband and wife and their son who like have said, well, he's cured of autism. And he talks about, how he's cured of autism. Take one look at the motherfucker, hear him talk once and you will think otherwise. Or the, Actually, I'm very much against that program. I'm not going to say what the name of the program is because there are people who get help from it. The Jesus there are people video who like it. What? The Jesus video I sent you. There's a, uh-huh. a Christian healer who cured a boy's autism. In the, with the Supposedly. Name, the power of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt I bad say, laughing like, at it because it was so ridiculous. And it's it's sad because, you know, the situation for the mother and and, and the kid to be that yeah. and like maybe he actually thinks he is cured or maybe the mother actually yeah. thinks he's cured. But so it's it's sad, but I still I couldn't help but laugh at it because the kid, he starts talking and he's noticeably autistic without trying to, to sound yeah. offensive. He's noticeably autistic. And then yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I'm cured. And he's still noticeably autistic after he's saying he's cured and praising Jesus. And it's just. Yeah, I don't know. The whole the whole situation is just so ridiculous that I couldn't help but laugh. But it's it's sad at the same time. Like the actual situation itself is sad, but it's just the video is funny. Yeah. I mean, Uh, when it comes to the idea of curing autism or treating (laughs) autism or trying to make it go away, like, yes, masking can be harmful but it can also be very helpful. Uh, some people get a lot of help from ABA. Some people don't. Some people find it torture. And really, it's not ABA that is. It's the practitioner who fucked that shit up. But regardless of that opinion, some people get help from it. Some people don't. Some people want a cure. Some people don't. I think it's okay either way, as long as they're not trying to push that on anybody else. Like I actually saw somebody who said that ABA stems from conversion therapy and actually the entire premise of aba comes before conversion therapy um they actually kind of both come from behaviorism uh and and yeah aba has actually been around a lot long behavior modification has been around a lot longer than fucking conversion therapy so anybody who says it's the same thing as conversion therapy only because they're both grounded in fucking behaviorism uh, but anyway, uh, what was what was I trying to say with that? Uh, you said you wanted to talk about your idol, Yosef Mengele. Yes. So such a great guy has done so many good things for the community. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, man, I really enjoy it when he decided to treat people like crap and kill them for fun. Not at all. Um. <laughs> You know, one thing they do, I'm going to try to figure out how not to seem like manic when we record. One day I'm going to figure that out. What about what about your other idol, Kevin Spacey? <gasps> you are a horrible human being. I think he's a good actor, horrible person. My opinion. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was trying to calm myself down before I went on another rant about and flew off in did you, any directions. Did you have your golden smacks this morning? Uh, no, I've had coffee and I had breakfast this morning, which is unusual for me. I don't usually eat breakfast in the morning. That's right. You um, don't eat cereal, right? 
Not really. No, no, no. Maybe as a like a dessert kind of thing or something sugary, but every now and again, but not really. No, I barely do breakfast ever. Yeah. Um, I just I kind of wake up, have nine cups of coffee, and move over. Yeah, you gotta watch out for those eggs, you know. I know, right? Cholesterol and all that jazz. No, I was thinking about the uh the omega threes cause autism. So is there actually somebody who has said no. that? Oh <laughs> good. He's making stuff up now at this point. Well, well, there's a like, honest to God, man, there's a fuck ton of things that people actually say have contributed to autism that literally have nothing to do with nothing. Yeah, there's so many things. Um, oh, have you heard the have you heard the frequency one? The the like radio wave frequencies and sound frequencies that that has created autism. No, have not. Although I I am curious as to. Uh, radio waves, not all radio waves are equal. So depending on the frequency, they can have an effect on the body. I don't think that they would cause autism, but. But how much of an effect are they really having? <clears throat> well, they, it depends. I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I do know that. Yeah, me neither. The uh, electromagnetic spectrum and in, in radio frequencies, any, uh -huh. any types of those, any types of waves. Um yeah depending on the, the frequency, the wavelength and the frequency and all that. Um, you know, most radio waves just pass through us. Right. But uh, I'd be curious to know if they do have an effect maybe on a, on a smaller molecular cellular level. There, there is some scientific, uh, there is some research that shows that certain radio waves can have an effect on our body. I don't think it would cause your brain to be autistic, but. I can't imagine that it does that either. I mean, technically, um, microwaves are a radio wave. They could cook you. Yes, that's true. So I think what Steve is saying with that last statement is try not to get yourself in your microwave. Right. Don't stand too close to a radio tower. Oh, and, really? And a 5G will cause uh, cancer and autism. Yeah. Oh, good God. <laughs> no one believed that shit. Nobody. Well, there was a big conspiracy theory about 5G because 5G is very um, short wavelength. It's right, high frequency, strong. but typically the 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 higher the frequency, the shorter yes. the wavelength. So um, older is less penetrative. If yeah, I remember correctly, it's less penetrative and it goes doesn't go as far. It doesn't travel yeah. as far. So. Low frequency waves travel for long distances. So like AM radio, for instance, is low frequency and it will travel for a very long distance. Um, FM radio is higher frequency, but still travels a decent distance. And then when you get like cell phones, um, older cell phones before smartphones, uh, your basic cell phone signal is lower frequency, uh -huh. uh, like television bandwidth. And they'll yeah. travel for long distances and penetrate buildings well. But... That's why with something like 5G, they have to put so many towers everywhere. So 5G, right. it's they like to, twice as many as 4G or something to that effect. They have to put them everywhere because the, the signal doesn't doesn't travel very far. Um, yeah. It's super high frequency. So people were worried that the ridiculously high frequency of the waves would somehow mess with our bodies or cause harmful effects to us. And I don't think there's enough. Well, there's probably... Maybe it does, but there's, just, there's not enough information on it. Maybe 10 years from now, we'll find out that we're all going to have ass cancer from 5G. I don't know. But, <laughs> but that was like a conspiracy. The conspiracy was that they were doing it on purpose to make us sick. 
And I, at one point, yeah. somebody was saying that 5G was causing fucking COVID. And yep. there was a conspiracy about that. that. <clears throat> Other people were saying that the rich elites were doing it because they wanted to give everybody fucking cancer or kill us all off to thin the population. There's this whole conspiracy right. about uh, not the Illuminati, but like some type of group that wants to uh, thin the out cabal. the They want to thin out the population that the world's overpopulated yeah. and that they want to reduce the world's population down, which if you're one of these rich elites and you get rid of, you know, a third of the population in the world, who's who are you going to have working for you or making your wealth? Right. Like some of those conversations that people say about that kind of stuff. It's like it's counterproductive. Um, what did somebody else say? Uh, oh, they're trying to make us all poor. Well, that's counterproductive, actually, to make us all poor because who's buying their product then to keep them rich? I know your like, your favorite boy, uh, Jordan Peterson. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I love it when you say that because <laughs> not at all. Uh, so there was something yeah. interesting he said once. He was talking about yeah. uh, <clears throat> you need a kind of a balance, right? Yes. Um, at some point, if you have too many poor people mm -hmm. and, uh, the, the rich people won't be able to stay rich if too many people are poor. Right. And if too many, uh, and you, you, I mean, it's impossible to have everybody necessarily be rich. I mean, but you can have what you want. You want to have some sort of a balance between the two. If you have too much of an Im imbalance or too much, uh, what do they call it? Like wealth inequality, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. At some point it gets, it, it gets to be too much and you right. risk. What I think the terminology he used is if you're think about, you know, capitalism or um, capitalism politics is like a game, right? We're all playing a game and there's chess pieces moving around. And if you have too many people who end up on one side, if too many people are poor or struggling to just to survive, at some point they, they just flip over the whole board and say, fuck the game. And there's actually quite a few people in our community of the autism world that actually are anti-capitalists right? who are actually, they're anti a whole lot of things. Well, what are, he was talking about was how revolutions start, you know, at some point, oh. if you have too many people who are disaffected, yeah. you know, if you're somebody who is rich and in power, you want, you should want uh, mm -hmm. people to be generally taken care of because if too many of them pool together, they could just say, fuck the system, fuck the game. And, burn everything down and you don't yeah, want that um, because you you lose all the money and the power and the status you have if everybody decides to just burn society down if we decide to just set all the cities on fire and burn everything right. to the ground and revolt and refuse to work then like if you, have, if you have nothing nothing to gain and nothing to live for by going to work and trying to contribute to society right then why do it like why am well, i going to be a member of the society that doesn't provide me anything and just fucking uses and abuses me at some point right. you're just like fuck it but that was something there's interesting of, that he, he had talked about. Yeah. There's a lot of people I would assume actually think that we're at that point now, even though I don't fucking think we are. I think we're <laughs> a ways from it yet. Uh, but there's some people who actually believe we're at that point where we've got to flip over that board. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, there are specific, uh, there are specific people on Facebook, Facebook pages who, who specifically say stuff like that. Anti-capitalism, anti I shouldn't have to work to make a living. Yes, you should. But it also depends on how you make a living, I guess, too. Yeah. Anyway, there's that. I like to eat paste. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I am hungry, though. So I think we're going to wrap up in a minute because probably a good idea. I'm getting hangry. 
Yep. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go hang out with my family because, again, from the beginning of the episode, I'm in Pennsylvania hanging out with family who live here. Uh, so I'm going to go hang out with them for a little while because I don't get to see them very often. All right. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in to our show this time around. We will be back next week doing another episode, whether it be just me and Steve kicking around a topic like we Unless sometimes we get do. Canceled. Or, yeah, or we get canceled. Or we'll have somebody we're going to interview again. Now, I will say this much. Uh, if you have not listened to any other episode than this one, please take a look at some other ones, especially some of the interviews that we've had. Uh, lately, we've had some clinical re- uh, clinical researcher on. We had a comedian from Australian on, from Australian, from Australia on. So take a listen to some other episodes. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want to tell us we suck, you want to tell us we're awesome, Put in some comments, put a comment on Facebook, put a comment on this uh, episode, watch us on TikTok, watch us on Instagram, or do any of that. Thank you. Thank you.